Joined here by Oklahoma defensive back Woody Washington, rising senior, and of course going to be a key cog in the machine for Brent Venables, whom, as we know, uh, is going to throw the kitchen sink at opposing offenses. One of the things he thrives on is creating chaos, generating different looks, and confusing both opposing offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. So, Woody, I guess I want to start there, and we talked a little bit about it in the break, but... uh, as you got going in the spring and you became familiar with the new scheme under Brent Venables, uh, what stands out the most about how it compares to what you were previously running under Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch? Um, so I would say uh, the, the defense that we're in now is definitely a lot more complex. Um, and like you said, he's going to throw the kitchen sink. So we're going to run a lot more plays than we did last year, uh, a lot of different calls that we have in. And, um I just, I just know it's going to be a great season for us. Uh, just when he came in, it, the atmosphere of the building just changed. So, uh, as far as the defense, though, I, it's it's definitely a lot different. But I mean, football is football, so we're going to run, we're going to run what we run. It's just going to be a lot more of it. You know? Now, obviously, Venables and his return to Oklahoma has kind of been the hot button topic throughout the off season. But you've got a new positional coach as well, Jay Valai, who comes uh, from Alabama after their run to the national championship game uh, earlier this year. Uh, of course, they fell to Georgia in mid-January in the college football playoff final. Coach Valai comes over literally the day after Alabama drops that game. Uh, to become the new cornerbacks coach at the University of Oklahoma, but he's not the only new member of this defensive staff. Miguel Chavis has become a fan favorite already for the energy that yeah. he brings to the table. So uh, interacting with the various members of this defensive staff, and especially Coach Fly, I mean, what is it about them uh, that makes you believe uh, they're the right fit at Oklahoma and they're going to contribute to what should be a vastly improved defense? I mean, d- uh, definitely just the, the challenge that they, they bring to us uh, every day. Um especially with Coach Valai, like, he just wants us to be great. I think some, sometimes I think he wants it more than we do. So, I mean, if you if you have a coach like that, you're always going to have success. It's like whenever we were practicing, it's like if you're not going 100%, like, he knows. Like, And as far as the other all the other coaches, it's, it's great to have them. Uh, coach Bates, Coach Chave, Coach, coach Roof, you can name any of them, really. Uh, they all come from – some of them come from Clemson and – other all these different programs but all the programs that they come from are powerhouses so that that just explains as as much as you that's that's all you really need to know i mean coach Valai came from alabama um and they had huge a huge success when he was there uh i know jag got di- uh drafted this year uh Jalen armor davis he uh he always preaches uh about him uh just watching film and doing all the little things uh right and coming in for extra whatever whether maybe on the field or off so coach coach Vila is definitely a great grab for us woody washington with us he's uh, in arlington down there with parker our coverage brought to you by elite roofing systems uh, they'll do a great job for you what do you mention the atmosphere in the building has changed how would you describe this new culture with brent and also with jerry schmidt coming back to ou uh, you know, and compare that to the previous coaching staff. How has it changed? Give us some specifics. Uh, just the intensity um, that he brings to the to the table every day. Um, he's gonna come with some type of knowledge, whether it's football or life related, and uh, just the the fire that he brings and the fire that all the other coaches bring. And Coach Smitty, obviously, everybody heard, heard, uh, has heard their stories on on Smitty, but uh, Smitty's a great guy, and he. He pushes us to to just do our best every day, um, whether it's 
walking across the street or reading a book, whatever, like literally whatever it is, they're <laughs> going to make sure we're, we're doing it to 100%. Now, man, uh, you and I were talking about this in the break as well, but seems like, especially nationally, folks are sleeping on Oklahoma a little bit heading into 2022. You know, I feel like feels like a lot of people look at the situation in Norman and think, okay, new head coach, new quarterback, so many new faces, new coordinators. How good can they realistically be? Well, let me ask you that question. How good can Oklahoma realistically be under Brent Venables and this staff in 2022? Uh, honestly, I think we can be as good as we want to be. Um, just like I said, Coach Venables, he's going to come in with some type of knowledge. And if, if we just buy into what, whatever he has for us, we're going to have success. Uh, just like when he was at Clemson, he didn't have the, the greatest players on his defense, but all those guys were bought in. So it looked like they were all Americans. You know what I mean? So if we all just buy in to what he has uh, has on the table for us, I think we'll we'll have great success. Now talk about some of the younger guys uh, amongst that defensive back group, uh, some of the guys that you've gotten to interact with over the course of uh, spring practices, offseason workouts. Obviously some of them, like Gentry Williams and Jaden mm-hmm. Rowe, a lot newer to the fold. They just showed up in June. But uh, as you think about the future of that defensive back group, whether it's safety or whether it's cornerback, because I know you've played both. But mm-hmm. as you think about the future, you think about the next generation, of Oklahoma defensive backs uh, who are some of the kids that really really stand out to you and what are you trying to pass on to them as somebody uh, that's played the position and will continue to play the position here in 2022 at a very high level at Oklahoma uh, obviously just bring whatever knowledge that I have and give it to them um, obviously I'm like the leader in our group so as long as they're bought in or what I'm bought into I think we'll have great success uh, moving forward and guys like Billy Bowman have uh, shown a lot uh, Billy came in last year, played a couple of different positions, but I mean, in the end, he's at safety right now and he's doing well. So, um, just guys like Billy, even uh, Jaden Rowe and Gentry that you mentioned, uh, those guys bring tremendous speed to the table. So, if they just buy in the, to, to the techniques and all the different uh, things that Coach Villar wants them to uh, learn, then I think they'll have great success. And I think the, that the future of Oklahoma defensive back group is in great hands. Woody, do you guys feel at all um, overlooked or dissed a little bit? Because you look at the All-Big 12 team, and there's one guy uh, wearing crimson and cream, and that's Michael Turk, and he's a great punter, obviously. But do you guys feel like you're flying under the radar a little bit? People are maybe overlooking Oklahoma somewhat? Uh, I mean, I mean, for me, it is what it is. I mean, nobody wins preseason awards. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it just depends on what we do in the fall. And in those during those 12 games that we have in the regular season and, and those games after. So I don't think we're overlooked. I mean, people are going to say what they have to say and everybody's going to have their opinions. But as long as we know what we have to do to, to have success, that's all that really matters. Now, Woody, uh, we've obviously talked plenty about the team and the expectations for them in 2022, but I I want to flip the script a little bit. I want to talk about you personally because uh, after the season you had in 2020, which was outstanding by anyone's measure, uh, you struggled with the groin injury uh, in the early half of the 2021 season. That kept you out, I, I want to say, six games, mm-hmm. if my memory served me correctly. But still, at season's end, you were a guy that could have packed up, declared for the NFL draft, and probably heard your name called on draft day. So what was it about the situation at Oklahoma for you personally where you felt like, hey, it's going to behoove me to stay behind another year, learn under Brent Venables and this new staff, and see where we can go in 2022? Uh, honestly, I just thought I could bring more to the table. Um, I mean, like you said, I had a great season in 2020. Next year I ended up getting hurt. I mean, I haven't really got a full season under my belt 
uh, I probably still would have heard my name called, but and then I was trying to wait on the uh, on the who to see who the new coach was going to be. And once I heard it was Venables, it was like a no-brainer. I want to go play for this guy, uh, just based off the fact that he's had great corners in his in his programs, and based off the fact that he's had great defenses every year. Like he's top ten, top fifteen every single year that he's been a coach. So just want to play for him, really. No doubt. And uh, last last thing here before we cut you loose. Um, obviously, you've gotten the chance to go up against Jeff Levy's offense in practice, gotten a chance to go up against uh, some of the new receivers on the scene, whether it's the incoming freshmen or the transfers, but plenty of new faces on the offensive side of the ball. And obviously, everybody is kind of enamored with the tempo at which Levy yeah. runs his offense. So uh, in those practice sessions, what can you say about the way that the offense has gelled the way that the offense has matched and uh, who are some of the guys that have really given you problems when you're lining up against them uh, it's definitely different than last year like you said uh the the offense is going to run with tempo so if, the, if we're not set on defense we're going to get scored on uh, like every time it doesn't matter what play they run they're going to find a way to score if we're not set so i mean as long as we get set i think we'll, we'll be uh we'll be good especially during camp i know camp's coming up but uh if we just get set, but uh, who's giving me the most trouble? Uh, I have to say probably Jalil Farouk. Yeah. Uh, I know he's a, a newer guy. Uh, played a little bit. Played like two or three games last year, but um, he's came a long way to uh, this year. And uh, in the spring, he gave me a gave me a few uh, few moves. Got a few catches on me, but uh, he's definitely <laughs> getting me better. And I'm getting him better. Um, same Marvin, even Marvin, uh, come to the slot a little bit. I don't just play the uh, outside. I might play nickel a little bit, uh, just in one on ones, just to just guard different receivers and instead of having to have, have to guard one receiver every time you uh, have a rip. But yeah, definitely uh, Marvin and Jalil, 